good morning, everyone. It's good to see everyone out this morning. Uh, I mentioned this morning, I don't know if you remember this time last year, but I think it was about below zero this time last year. It feels like spring out there today, so it's a really good day. Good to see everyone here. Um, if you would, um, before we get started with worship this morning, let's have a prayer. God, it is so good to be here, especially today, dear Lord. Thank you for uh, bringing each and every one of us here. Dear Lord, thank you for uh, the time that we get to spend together, the time that we can celebrate you, we can celebrate your son. Dear Lord, that we can, uh, that we can be happy, that we can sing praise to you, and we can gather around your table and remember his, uh, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, dear Lord. But today, we're going to celebrate his birth. We love you so much. And thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations
This morning we'll sing, O come, let us adore him. Father, we thank you for this wonderful morning you've blessed us with that we could all assemble here as a family and followers of yours just to worship you, praise your name, and learn more about you. Be with us as we go through this service. Be with all the young ones that are going to be helping out this morning. Just um, give them comfort and the ability to do what um, 
they're supposed to do this morning. Just let everyone be uh, uplifted from this service and uh, be able to take something home with them today to live better for you. Uh, thank you for everything you do for us. Most of all, I thank you for Jesus. In his name I pray. Amen. Angels be at heart on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains and reply, echoing their joyous strains.
time of year a lot of folks have family traditions or personal traditions one that I have is I have to watch the movie a Christmas story at least once or maybe two or three times if I slip it in there and the theme of the story is that Ralphie a nine-year-old his dream present is the Red Ryder 200 shot carbine action range rifle with a compass in the buttstock. And I won't go into all the details because if you haven't seen it, you ought to at least watch it at least once in my opinion. But at the end of the show, as he's laying there, he's, he makes the statement that this is the best gift that he ever got or would ever receive. Now in the mind of a nine-year-old that could be, but as Christians, we know that the best gift that ever was or ever will be was the gift that God gave us, his blessed son. And the communion represents a lot of things and one of the things that Christ wanted us to remember 
was this gift, this gift that keeps on giving. So if you'll join me now in prayer. Dear Lord and blessed Heavenly Father, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your son, that he came to this world, that he made the pathway for each and every one of us to be in heaven with you forever and be at peace and joy. We pray, Father, it is we take this emblem, the bread that represents his precious body, that we'll take of it in a manner well-pleasing to thee. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. continue our thanks for the fruit of the vine. Dear Lord and blessed Heavenly Father, Father God, we thank you for this emblem that represents Christ's precious blood, his blood, the only thing that could clean, cleanse us from all our wrongs. Father, we pray that as we partake of this emblem, we'll do so in a matter pleasing unto thee. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen.
Oh, How I Love Jesus. <clears throat> I never really thought about this song as a, as a Christmas song before. And uh, on someone's timeline, it could have been one of yours this week, I don't know, but there was a Christmas video that had some kids singing this song as the background to the Christmas video. And I thought, how fitting um, for that. This is a song that I loved um, growing up. <clears throat> My dad did a little refrain to this. I won't do that here this morning, but um, this is a really, really neat song. If you'll stand with me. We'll sing this song, and then after this song, we'll dismiss all the, all the kids to go back and get ready for their, uh, for their class this morning. So after the singing of this song, we'll have one more before uh, we start our lesson today. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its word. It sounds like music in my ears. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. It tells me of a Savior's love who died to set me free. Give us a light to light the way into the land of 
for the redeemed, the good, the blessed. Yonder in glory when the crown is won. For Jesus is now the star keep on, brighter and brighter he will shine. Beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine upon us until the Morning, sunshine, and Merry Christmas. I'll give you my ho, ho, ho. I don't do that very well, so. but Merry Christmas anyway to you, all right? I hope you're all having a wonderful day. What a wonderful service already. I need to remind you of something because I was told to remind you of this. I wasn't, if I wasn't told, I would forget. But New Year's Eve, we're having quite a festivity here. This is real quickly, shameless plug, shameful plug, whatever. Um, we're going, we always have a New Year's Eve get-together, and you know, it'll be on a Sunday evening next Sunday, if the good Lord gives us next Sunday. And we're going to clear this room out, and we're going to have some inflatables in here, a big slide that will fit for all you adults who love to slide and giggle a lot, and then uh, some bouncy houses and a, an escape room, like a portable escape room. We're going to have some stuff going on. So, And, of course... Beyond all that, people, the good Lord, food, and stuff that matters like that. So, so be a part of that. Come hang out with us. And before we start now, let's pray together. God, it's good to be here today. Thank you so much for your blessings and your incredible love for us. Father, thank you for songs that we can sing that remind us of a truth, the truth about you. Uh, Father, there's something about singing a song about you. Songs, music, anyway, drive us. But when they're about you, Father, they speak to places that are eternal, that are forever. And I pray, God, that you would, I know that you have, and I pray that you continue to, to encourage us through that. Thank you for Sean and his heart to lead us in those. And thank you for everyone who participate and encourage one another as we sing to one another, as we sing with one another to you. And now, Father, as we go through this part of the service, I pray you're honored. I pray that you're encouraged, God. But I pray that every one of us here in this room are different when we leave because of being here. Father, I pray that none of us miss this. I pray that we stay right in this moment, and I pray that your spirit works in our hearts as we hear the truth about you and about your incredible son. We love you, and thank you for the season that we call Christmas, the time that you sent your son to rescue the world. We love you. In your son's name we pray, amen. We all love a, a good um, rescue story. Now, just to kind of set up where, what we're doing this morning, um, I just want to share one with you. To share this story steals all um, honor or credit uh, from those participating because you're not supposed to tell stories like this in public. But to share, not to share the story doesn't bring honor to God, and I'm, I'm conflicted in what to do because I'm part of the story. But it's a wonderful rescue story, and it was part of all of us who were involved. But a couple of months ago, some of you, you know, you're on Instagram or wherever um, th this story showed up. But I get a call from our beloved Jacob Bow, and it seems Jacob Bow and Tucker and Eli and someone else. The story escapes. Oh, Isaiah. 
were all uh, in, in Wisconsin on a Sunday. They went for the weekend because Logan Boston, who we love dearly, was having his bachelor party. So they go to Wisconsin on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's the weekend of Dressback's Great Fall Bash. I'm like, you can't do a bachelor party on the weekend of the Great Bash because then you're not going to be there, but they weren't there. And we miss them when they're not around. So we're a little mad at them, but we're okay. We're not that mad, just a little bit. Well, on Sunday, we go through service, and Sunday evening, I get this call from Jacob Bo, hey, bro, um, remember when we went to, and it just so happened that a friend had broken down in North Carolina, and there were some things that happened to help get them home, and Jacob's like, oh, we're broken down in Champaign, Illinois, and I'm like, Champaign, Illinois? What are you doing in Champaign, Illinois? Well, we're coming back, and I just saw it from, from Logan's party. I thought it'd be cool to drive by the University of Illinois campus, and my car broke down, and the engine's gone. And I'm like, God, how far away is Champaign, Illinois? And, he's, and he says, remember that trip? I'm like, I remember that trip because he went and helped on a trip. And my mind's going, I see what's happening here. It's like 8 o'clock at night. Well, as soon as we hang up, I say, I'll see what I can do. I start calling Sean and some different people. I start getting texts from other people from Sunshine who see his message on Instagram. Bro's hanging out at Champaign, Illinois. Car's broken down. You know, he's always got a cool story because he loves, you know, social media and those kinds of things, which he should. So the, 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 the line starts buzzing everywhere. People, Jamie, are, what are you going to do about Jacob Bo? I'm trying to work on Jamie. Are we going to go get Jacob? I'm working on it, okay? So I'm trying to get a trailer. Don't know what to do about a, a truck. My truck's decent, but I'm like, oh. And finally, it just comes down to, you know, Josh has got a trailer. Um, Eric, Eric Miller's like, Jamie, we got to go get those guys. I'm with you. You want to go? I'm going with you. You're not going by yourself. Sean's trying to figure out how he can help us out. And, and the story comes together. I get in my truck. I've got a trailer in the back. and We're headed to Champaign, Illinois. About a six and a half hour drive, seven. We're leaving at 9.15 in the evening. I'm driving down the highway thinking, going to pick up Eric. I'm like, I'm not sure if my truck's going to make this or not. It's a, you know, 1500 and I'd called Jared, my boy Jared Dressback here earlier because I know he's, you know, he's got tools and things, implements of destruction that we might need for this trip. But we weren't connecting well, so I'm driving up the road, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? I told him, he said, come get my truck. I'm like, well, I don't think we have time to get your truck. And then he pulls the dad-brother move on me. He said, come get my truck. You're not going to take your truck. Your truck will never last and so he's got this truck. I don't know what it is. It's got like a nuclear reactor for a motor or something, a transmission. I've never seen anything like this before. I was like, this is fun. I mean, I would like to haul people everywhere with this. I was trying to find broken down people to help out. Hey, let me come haul you out of here. We get to Champaign, Illinois, Eric and I, in the middle of the night. It's like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Pull up, and I get out of the truck, and I'm, these guys are watching. And I know this moment. You know this moment. When someone has done something, something's fallen apart, and it's cost you something to do something about it. The next words are very important when you show up. If you're a hassle to me, if you're a drag, if you've messed up my life, if you inconvenienced me and everybody else, this is, uh, and it's already bad enough. We know this. We know when we're in a mess. The next move is very important. And I get out of my truck, and I just get this moment from the Lord. I get out, and these guys are looking. I'm like, man, I never dreamed I would get to sit on the campus of, of, of Illinois, University of Illinois, in the middle of the night. But here we are, right in the middle of the campus. We all laugh. We load it up. We drive home. I went to bed at, like, noon the next day. It was a long, awesome day. 
the day was only about something really powerful. There have been some moments in our lives, we're never perfect together. We live in the flesh. We're, we're human. And when you work with college students, college students work with you. When you work with people and people work with you, there's moments of missing, not connecting well. If the relationship's not solid, this is never going to happen. They're never going to call. And if they call, it's going to be weird. And if it's weird, you know, nothing really grows out of that. Our time coming home was fun. It was laughter. It was all those kinds of things, which I knew it would be. And they knew it would be. They just wanted to get moving on with the story. We have a story for you this morning. It's a story about you and about me, but it's a greater story about God. And what God does whenever people whom he loves very dearly kind of get broken down along the way. The, the songs we love to sing is long lay the world in sin and error pining. Like we don't understand. I know, I know we understand brokenness. We understand pulled apart. We understand distance from God and one another. And we think we're okay. It's all right. You know, I mean, I'll be okay. You're not okay. That's where all the struggles in society, humanity, that where they all come in, the brokenness, the wounding. And everybody needs reattached or reconnected to God, but not just God, to one another. They could have enjoyed a great prayer on the University of Illinois campus, and they were. They were having a blast there as far as that, but they weren't getting home. And God sent a rescue through some people who have no ability on their own. I've borrowed everything I used that night. <laughs> None of it belonged to me except me, and I don't even belong to me. But, but we needed the good Lord to take care of us, and then we needed us to be together to help it happen. And, and so, so God sends his son, and that's the story we're going to proclaim this morning. For you, in every broken place you've ever been, in every place you're ashamed of, you wish you'd never had to tell in public, you don't want to ever, ever, ever have to go back to, everything that you wonder, does he know, does he care, does he see me, does he not? This story, the scripture proclaims to you, so you can know you're seen in a loving way. That, that when God shows up, like we show up on the Champagne, you know, the, the, the Illinois campus, the University of Illinois campus, when God shows up, he knows what he says is very important right now. What he does is very important right now. And he never says, I can't believe the mess you got yourself into. I can't believe what you've done. I, all I've done for you, and this is how you repay me. He never says that. Go your way, sin no more. Go get your husband. I don't have one. You're right. You have, but hey, bring him. We're going to fix this. We're going to make this right. We're going to get this thing somewhere there. God is good. He is the great giver of all good things. And he gave his son to us. And now we're going to share a little bit about that. Miles, would you come up and start our reading, please? I'm reading uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. The angel, Gabriel, proclaimed to Zechariah that his son, John the Baptist, would prepare people for the coming of Jesus. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteousness to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Miles. You're awesome, bro. So the, so, so the, the story here unfolds that God is in, in, this, in this quiet time and not an, not an unheard from God 
time, but in, in this intertestamental period, there's a, there's a 420, 430 year time when you, when, when, you know, scripture in the Old Testament ends and the New Testament begins, and there's this quietness, if you will. And then, then the angel comes on the scene to Zechariah and Elizabeth and starts talking about this John the Baptist who's going to make straight the path for the Lord or make ready a people for him. He's going to turn the hearts of the kids to parents, parents to the kids. He's going to try to bring this thing back together because it's, it's right to be right in God. And the rightest place in God is when you're right with him and one another. This community, if you look around this room today, this is not an accident. It's his plan. Man didn't come up with this. Man can never come up with something as awesome as the church, Christ's bride. That's huge. But the call of this, as Miles read so well, to make ready a people for the Lord. That's what John the Baptist came to do, and that's what Jesus was, came to make right. You right with him, to make us right for the Lord, make ready a people for the Lord. What a wonderful passage this morning, and I'm going to turn this over to the next and keep moving. Luke 131 through 33. The angel Gabriel proclaimed to the Virgin Mary that she would give birth to the Savior Christ. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Um, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Um, and, he, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Amen. Thanks, Grant. Uh, well, good morning. It's always good to be with you guys. And today definitely has a special Christmas feel, right? So, um, yeah, when I... Um, when I read verses, you know, I like to just kind of break them down and point by point, I guess. Um, so, you know, and just looking at what Grant read here, uh, Jesus' name is given, right? It's, it's, it's given, meaning Savior, probably the boldest, most important proclamation there to immediately dropped on us that um, what his name is going to mean, what it does mean. Um, next, it mentions he will be great, uh, which we overuse a lot, right? We kind of throw that word out there. But it, it, you know, it's not describing a palace he's going to be born in, or um, what kind of special, you know, gifts or anything like that he's going to receive. It's that he is great. He's the, the definition of great, um, the greatest, right? And there's there's no other. It's great, uh, and I like how it's just just that one word. Didn't, didn't elaborate on it. Just great. Um, and it mentions David and Jacob, right? And um, obviously important to the story. God's already set in motion. Uh, for his chosen people. Um, we're seeing the proclamation there that Jesus is going to rule forever over them, above them. Um, it's his perfect plan for Jesus to come to earth, for salvation for all. Um, Jesus changes everything. Um, this proclamation here, this little, uh, this, this verse, these verses that God's going to be ruling and reigning over all. Um, his plan for redemption and salvation um, is 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 kind of stamped right there, um, uh, meaning that every situation we face, there's hope, help, promise of a new day, and I hope that we can all have that um, anew in our hearts even now. Uh, I'm going to be re reading Luke 1, verses 41 through 44. 
Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, proclaimed that Mary carried the Lord in her womb. Even before his birth, John the Baptist made a unique proclamation about Jesus by leaping in his mother's womb. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are, the, are you among the women, and blessed is the child that you will bear. But why am I so favored that the, that the mother of my Lord should come to me as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. All right. Thanks, Bennett. Morning, everyone. So <clears throat> these are some really, really cool readings that we're, we're getting to hear. And one of the things I definitely want to make sure that we're taking the time to kind of wrap our mind around is that this isn't just a, this isn't a kid's story um, for this time of year. This is, this is a big person story. And we've got to, we really need to settle in and, and, and dig into it. It's something we should really spend some time looking at. And we're starting off in the book of Luke in our reading, and Luke does things that, that the other writers don't do. He captures things they don't. And one of the things we've, we should know about Luke is he was a really good writer. But some of the things that when we read it in our translation that we have today, it kind of skips those things. So we don't really feel the, we don't feel the, the impact of what he's trying to say. But I want to I pull some of that out for us this morning. So to just kind of, like I said, kind of coming back, Luke was a really good writer, and he's trying to help us see what God's doing and that there's something brand new going on, and it's something that's full of hope, it's full of life, it is full of joy, and it is full of his Holy Spirit. So just like we, we just heard, um, I think it's something we need to pick up on is that it says that when um, after G Mary had heard from an angel what was going to be taking place, it says that she left and she went to her, her relative's house, Elizabeth, and that upon coming into the house and she gave her greeting, which, whatever it may be, it says the baby jumped in, her, in, in Elizabeth's belly. So we're getting to see one of the prophecies that is told in verse 15 where it says that John the Baptist was going to be full of the Holy Spirit. And it said, even, even in the womb, we're seeing those things happen. And it says that Elizabeth was also filled with the Holy Spirit. And she begins to, um, to praise God and to pronounce blessings. And, and it's, it's when we get into that language that I want to make sure that um, it's just kind of something I came across a couple days ago that I wanted to highlight for everyone to kind of, kind of help sharpen up our understanding around this. But it, <clears throat> it's very important that we do pick those up. So it says that um, in verse 42, it says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And that seems like a pretty simple sentence until we realize that, that it's a generic translation that our Bibles use. And what the verb actually meant was is that it's something in the present that was going to happen as well as in the future. That when people talk about Mary and they talk about Joseph, they were going to look back. They were going to look at that point of time then as well as forward and say, what a big deal this is. And then moving on into verse 45, there's a different word that says, still says blessed in our Bible, but it says, and blessed is she 
who believe that God can do what he promises. Well, that's the same word that Jesus uses in the Beatitudes when he's giving the Sermon on the Mount. So it's happy is the person that believes God can do what he promised. So those are some big details to have picked up. So, so what are we here for um, today? In part, we're here because we're, we want to be and we're here to sing about Jesus. And we're, we're, we are fulfilling that blessing that says we were taught, we're looking back and we're speaking well of Jesus and of his mother. We are looking to be full of hope and full of life. So one of the things I want to encourage you this morning as we step into these next scriptures is that you allow yourself to be open to the spirit and and be moved uh, as a result. Luke 1, Luke chapter 1, 46 through 49. Proclaimed about God, Mary proclaimed the great thing God had done is choosing her to give birth to Jesus. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Amen. That's fantastic, Emmett. You did better than I'm going to do. So, um, It's always a nerve-wracking thing to get up here. And you, when, on, on a Christmas Sunday, there's more people here than usually you see in the church. So it always gets a little bit on you and your hands get cold and get a little sweaty. So uh, bear with me on this because I don't know where we're going with it. Um, so what we just had is we, we uh, Emmett fantastically read Luke 1, 46 through 49. And this is this piece of scripture, if you look it up, talk, they call it the Magnificat, which is uh, taken from a Latin term, which means my soul magnifies the Lord. So we have Mary who is singing a song about what just happened. Uh, this, this song, uh, Mary, it, it's a poetic expression of Mary's joy and gratitude for being chosen to bear the Messiah and a reflection on God's greatness and mercy. So in this song, despite her age, Mary demonstrates humility in seeing herself as a servant of God. She magnifies God's greatness, emphasizing her attrib- his attributes in her life, and she celebrates his faithfulness and promises. Mary's trust becomes a model for us to reflect on God's commitments. Her rejoicing in God's mercy highlights an understanding of divine compassion. Together, these aspects invite us to embrace humility, magnify God's greatness, and trust in his promises, and find joy in his mercy as we navigate our own journeyed faith. The one thing I wanted to bring up and talk about also with this is is Mary's go-to is singing. I don't know if any of you are weird, a little bit like me, but whenever good things happen, I will sing out in my car. I will find a scripture and I will sing a, a, a song about what's going on. Or even worse for my children, I will make up songs and I tell them I write all my own music and, and it irritates them and it's fantastic. But I will sing often things that I think are great when I'm alone. Not often with other people, but it, it is something that I hope that I'm not the only weird person that does this. Sometimes when you're alone in the car, in the shower, you sing out and, and, and praise God in what you're doing. And I, want, I just want to highlight, that was Mary's go-to. Singing is powerful. Singing is uplifting God's word and, 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 and singing to him about how fantastic things are going. So I would encourage you guys, 
we've got, we've got some more songs coming up. I would encourage you to sing these songs. Uh, uh, to, to, to end this, I would say um, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Good job, Jace. So, as, we're, as we continue to look at this, um, we see kind of the next thing unfolding that's a really big deal um, involving Zechariah because the la one of the last things we had seen from Zechariah is that he just couldn't believe this was about to happen, that, that they were going, that he and Elizabeth were going to have a child. And um, when he came out of the temple that day, he couldn't speak. And because that's, he's like, the angel told him, he's like, you, since you couldn't believe what I was telling you, he's like, you're not going to be able to say anything until the child's born. And so that's what we're seeing right here is, as promised, John the Baptist has been born. And Zechariah, uh, he can't help but add his praise to that of what we've seen of, from Mary and Elizabeth so far in, in this chapter. And <clears throat> it's based on everything that had been foretold and all the things that were transpiring around them. And he was so filled with hope that he couldn't help but say what he had to say in this. And, and we, we kind of stopped the reading a little bit short, but I encourage you to go and read it because it's, it's, a really neat, um, it's a really neat passage, and it helps us clearly see uh, that God is very busy in bringing about the salvation um, to people. And so Zachariah's statements really highlight 
a few things that, that we ought to be able to, to grab a hold of. And one is that, that God is always faithful in keeping his promises and that he provides for salvation and he provides for peace. So as we keep working through our way through the scriptures, keep looking for that because it's, it's completely there. Uh, my next verse, I'll be reading Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 through 21. An angel proclaimed to Joseph that Jesus was conceived from the Holy Spirit and would save his people. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. Thank you, Miles. Um, good morning, everyone. Uh, for this for this verse, I kind of want to provide a little bit of context to what's happening here. Uh, in this, we have uh, an angel appearing to Joseph, who is not really mentioned much in Scripture. We don't really hear much about Joseph and who he was, his character, or, or anything outside of really outside of this. Um, Joseph is described as a righteous man who, according to the law at this time, if, try, again, try to imagine from his perspective, um, there are, are a, lot of, a lot of stories in the Bible I wish I could go back and see and witness firsthand. I think one of them might have been the look on Joseph's face when Mary came to him and said that she's going to give birth to a baby, and not only was that uh, baby going to be raised by him, but that baby was going to be God himself. Um, just seeing the look on his face, I think that'd be maybe humorous, maybe just pretty surprising, I can imagine. Um, but during this time, it was almost lawful for if Mary had been unfaithful, which I could imagine that might have been, might have crossed his mind at a point, um, that she could possibly be stoned or put to death because of that. But instead, Joseph decided that he was going to divorce her quietly, which definitely speaks to, towards his character, not wanting to shame her despite his doubts. So keeping those doubts in mind, it is... Uh, most important to focus on the length that God goes to settle his mind, settle his heart, and to assure him that what she said is true. Um, I just think the, the length that God goes to to just make sure that he is okay with it, that he understands, um, is something to speak towards. Um, but also, a name pops up, which is Emmanuel, which means God with us. So thinking about what exactly that means and what it might mean for, for Joseph as well, um, as we kind of discussed and went over these verses earlier uh, this week, we talked about how that was, that's like um, Jesus moving into the house next door for me and, me and my wife be in the apartment complex right next to ours. Um, he, he was here. He, he is here. Um, God with us, being, Emmanuel meaning God with us, is, is just so powerful um, that just that name in itself, I'm sure, was settling enough for, for Joseph. Um, so not only would I want to see his face whenever he is first told, I would love to see his reaction to his face when he wakes up from that dream, knowing that God is coming, God was there in that moment um, through the angel, and then he will be for the rest of us. And also thinking about us and how that applies to us, um, even though we might not physically see uh, Jesus through his birth and through his life and, and, and raising him from a boy up to a man as Joseph did and Mary did as well, um, we definitely see, see God with us in each other here this morning and then outside where we go the rest of this week.
I'll be reading Isaiah 12, 6. Over 700 years before Christ, the prophet Isaiah proclaimed that um, the Holy One of Israel would one day be among the people again. Let us sing for joy that Jesus did indeed come to live with man again. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for the great for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. Thank you, Grant. I can't, um, Jordan, I couldn't help but think when you were reading that. Grant, I'm coming to you in a moment. When you said that about um, Mary giving birth and Joseph, like, I mean, that settles every argument with a husband and wife. They get an argument. He says, did you give birth to God or did I? I mean, that settles everything, right? That's a no-brainer. Women remember that. That's a, that's a, that's a good one in your favor, right? So 700 years before how powerful is that, right? I mean, there, there, this thing has been going forward forever. Old Testament, one of the greatest proofs is that for over 300 prophecies have been talking about this moment, about what's going to happen, and all of them came true. The thing that, that interests me, okay, in this kind of as we start to, to bring this thing, uh, you know, to a wrap, Imagine that if I went to, uh, to the University of Illinois campus to, pick, to, to meet Tyler, uh, to meet, wow, to meet Jacob and those guys. And in that moment of getting there, I said, hey, it's good to see you. Really sorry about your car breaking down. I love you. Just wanted you to know I came. And then went home and left them there in the same state they were in when I got there or when we got there because it wasn't just me. Got the trailer, got the truck. A nuclear reactor power truck, got help, got everything we need, but don't do anything about it. Just leave them where they were. We leave and they would go, well, it's nice that you love me. <laughs> it's cool that you care. You really did all this and did nothing about it? Or say we just stay home and affirm them from a distance. Hey, you're all good. Back here in Ohio, we love you. Chill, it's going to be okay. And do nothing about it. So the, the thing about God, and this is the difficult part, and this is why Israel is praising him right now. This, this what Grant just read, you know, this, this prophecy 700 years in advance was reminding them in, in captivity, they have been in some difficult places. And they were in captivity, their lives were difficult because they had abandoned God. Israel had this, this history of, of following God and then falling apart and following God and then falling apart. Whatever God showed up on the scene, whatever was the trendy God at the time, whatever society told them to do, this is for real. Read the scripture, man. They just fell for it over and over and over again. They had this awesome God feeding them manna in the morning, Right? They just go out, and he would feed them. Their shoes didn't wear out. Even when he was upset, he took care of them in every way in all of their sin and distance. And he kept telling them, there's going to come a time like you do. That guy keeps cheating on you. That girl keeps stepping on you. You're like, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, it is a natural place in relationship, no matter how much you love, to say, this can't happen anymore. It's bad for you, not just bad for me. And so when mankind kept stepping out on God and stepping out on God, he sent them to, into, well, when his children, Amen, sent them into captivity for a bit. And this prophecy is saying, there's coming a day. There's coming a day when we're going to fix all of this. Not just the physical stepping, but the spiritual brokenness that's in you. And that's a place where this morning we all wrestle. It's a no-brainer we all battle here. We battle in the flesh. We battle in the spirit. Whatever the trendy thing is, whatever the hot topic, God's a bully. God's a jerk. God's a whatever. By the way, don't quote me. I'm, I'm saying that very statement-wise. Don't tell anybody I said that. I'm, you know, quoting. He's, he's out of touch. He's whatever. The reality is this. There's only one person having a say on the last day. 
And the one that's going to have a say on the last day is the one that came, to, that came to rescue you from every situation that you could ever be in that would cause you to fall apart and cause you to be distanced from him. The spirit of us, the brokenness in us, understands this one thing, the long lay, the world and sin and error are pining. The battle in us. And so God sends a savior to rescue them. And Isaiah is telling us all about it as Grant well read. The proclamation is everywhere today. It's a wonderful time of encouragement in the Lord. And we're going to sing and, uh, and just continue to be encouraged this morning. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him through. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And to greet each other, uh, proclaiming the joy we have found this Christmas season. Just for a minute, let's all hang out just like he said, encourage one another with the words you've heard, and we'll wrap this up in just a moment. A little fellowship.
sure, I'm sure there's been a lot of preaching going on in the pews here. Um, I want to encourage you just for a moment as we have an invitation song, and then we're going to have the kids uh, do it. They're going to have a cool song for us also after the invitation song. But I, I, I need, I don't need, you need to have a moment and, and just wrestle with this one thought, okay? That God would never leave you where you are either. If there's something that's missing in you, something that's struggling in you, something that's broken or not quite right, do that. Make that right. If you haven't given your life to God as a Christian, if you've not been immersed in Him, if, you have, if there's something you're battling with, just keep wrestling, but don't ignore it, right? We're going to have an invitation song by Sean right now. If you need to respond in any way, you can come forward and be in front of these awesome kids for a moment. They're awesome manger scene, and then they're going to sing after that. Whatever you desire. Why did my Savior come to earth?
I'm sorry. I, I was saying I thought I would spend you some of the excitement of me climbing up on the stage. Samuel Paul Williams. He was born a couple of weeks ago, but uh, he, he was here this morning too. So we want to welcome those. Uh, the, uh, I'm going to briefly cover the announcements, some of the things that are in the bulletin. Uh, number one, there'll be no evening service this evening. Uh, when the elders made that decision, we wanted to encourage you to have your private time at home, to be with your family, and have your own devotionals. So uh, try to do that. Next week, will be uh, we will have evening service, and after immediately after that, we we will have our New Year's Eve party. So keep that in mind. The uh, a couple of other things I want to highlight: the girls lock in will be coming up uh, January 12th, and uh, we'll have a bowling night on January 14th. So keep those things in mind, and uh, I'm a little out of practice on this, so if I missed anything, uh, please raise your hand and bring me up to date. One thing uh, that I do want to uh, highlight also, uh, Teresa Hayward had some tests this week, and she's been concerned about them. She'll get the results. She had them last week. She'll get the results this week. She would appreciate us praying for good results. So with that, would you all stand with me, and we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, it's been uh, really good to be here this morning. Uh, we thank you for all the participants that took part in our service. We thank you uh, for this time of year that uh, the majority of the uh, majority of the Western world turns to look at you. Uh, we thank you now as we go home. Uh, we pray that you'll go with us and thank you for everything you do. Thank you for a good afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.